This is Dave Baker. This is episode 38 of It's Pronounced Zine. It's been a while. Sorry for the delay. I've been traveling uh, and going to conventions and making comics. But now we're back. Sort of. Basically, we've recorded this one episode, and then in two weeks we're going to record a whole bunch more, so there will be more episodes coming shortly. Uh, but on this episode, I'm going to be interviewing my stalwart creative partner, Nicole Goo. Let's do it. Here comes Dave Baker with the show. Talking about paper publications you should know. Authors and photographers that are fresh on the scene. Don't be getting twisted. Twisted. It's pronounced zing. Zing, zing, zing. 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 Is that your new intro? Yeah, it is. I've decided that's what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, can you please make a new intro that's just that song? All right. You recorded it, right? Yeah. Just the, just, no, it's just, just the end. It, yeah. I love that you Damn. refuse to talk whenever you started. It's, it's, it's decorum. It's, it's, <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so this is episode 30-something. We'll look it up afterwards, I guess, uh, of It's Pronounced Zine. I'm Dave Baker, and I'm here with... Nicole Goo. And we uh, are coming back from a long hiatus. Uh, apologies, dear listeners, mostly because uh, I've been working on a lot of books and touring a lot. We've done a lot of conventions, and we just came back from Europe with a, for a convention. And I thought, uh, similar to the Bendis tapes, it might be a good idea to have Nicole back on the show and talk about all the comic book stuff that's happened to us recently so we can use these weird episodes as like a... This data point set as we traverse the wilds of the comic book industry. <laughs> and how wild it is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess let's start off by talking about, um, we just put out a book. We did. Um, yes. It is the third uh, book of our Fuck Off Squad series. It's called Fever Coast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, okay. You gotta talk into it. I am talking into it. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, Dave just shoved the microphone oh, shove into is a, my face. Term. I would not use shove. I would use gently guided. Yeah, okay. Anyways. Uh, so we just finished the third Fuck Off Squad book called Fever Coast. Uh, and as the other two books were about Jimmy and Megan, this one is about Clark. Yeah, it's kind of a, we, we usually say that the books are kind of coming of age stories about skateboarders in Los Angeles. Um, this one uh, follows, the, like you just said, the third third member of the little, the little crew of teenagery dudes trying to figure out life in L.A. Um, yeah, I guess let's just start bullshitting about the book. How do you feel about it now that it's finally done and in print? I feel excited that it is done and in print. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take us to make? Uh, what do you think? Uh, eight months, something like that? Oh, God. Is it that long? Really? Well, part of that was like there was a month of waiting on the printer and there was a month of yeah. getting the book together and all that stuff. Well, so when did we start? Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how, how long did it take us to actually produce because that makes me so... feel really shitty. That it took us eight months to make this book. Well, it took me that long. Sure, Thank sure. Thank you yeah. for saying that I'm slow. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what did we start in, like, when did we finish Murders? March? Yeah, March, April, somewhere in there. So if we finished in March or April, and then I finished drawing it in the end of August, September? Okay. 
That's not that bad. Let's say it's April. April, June, July, September. That's only three months. You skipped a month. Oh, well, well, there you go. It's only four <laughs> months. We're gonna we're gonna stick with four. Okay. That makes me feel better. I think it's like four or five. But, okay. Um, that, so, that is, is significantly less than I thought it was. Mostly because we've had some issues with printers and doing layout and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's the best part about is, being a self-publisher is... You get to do everything. Yeah. Which is totally what everybody wants. Yeah, my, me included. Especially you do, do so I do much so much. Process. Yeah, uh, Which is, I, she's saying that because I don't do it. Um, I handle all the logistics stuff. Like the kind of division of labor is that um, I write the book, Nicole draws it. And while she's drawing, I take care of all the like booking conventions and mailing out packages when people order stuff and dealing with whatever I have to deal with, you know. Publishers. Publishery, meeting stuff. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. Which I appreciate so much. Yeah, no, I mean, I've kind of developed a rhythm with it, more or less, where I can usually balance everything I'm doing. Every once in a while, I have to be like, Nicole, oh, please. Help me. Oh, mail this one package. Um, but usually it's not a big deal. Um, and then, uh, she handles all the book design and, um, uh, making of the book and laying it out in InDesign, which is, I just, oh God. And sort of dealing with printers. You deal with the, like, back and forth and I deal with the, like, here's the files. Yeah. 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 Whenever the files need to be altered, that's when you come in. But in terms of the actual, like customer service-y mm-hmm. face name nonsense. I usually deal with that. <laughs> yeah, you're good about that. Um, I have a tendency to not be as patient as I should, so it is <laughs> good that you are more level-headed about that. Uh, I try to be, but even even I sometimes i am like, oh, God, just give us the book. <laughs> um, how do you think – so the, how long is the new book? Um, it is 46 pages of us mm-hmm. and then – it's one essay in this one, right? I think so. I guess one, like one six or eight page essay. One essay by you, and then uh, we have three mini comics uh, written. Two of them are written by you, and then we have um, Andrea Bell, Erica Shuley, and then the third one is written by Rosie. Uh, Rosie Knight. Knight. <laughs> yeah, written, written by no, Rosie Knight and drawn by uh, Tori Gonzalez. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and they all kind of center along the theme of. Social media, online yeah. dating, how weird shit is with phones. Yeah, each of the books has sort of one theme. The first one being skateboarding, the second one being music, and this one happens to be social media and phones and Which is funny because when we, when we started... It was supposed was to be, be about basketball. Yeah, it was supposed to be about sports because uh, Clark's mom is a basketball teacher, um, which obviously that shifted. Yeah, it shifted just in our conversations about the book and the development of what we wanted to do and some of our ideas about mechanics for how to do that were stronger than the idea of making a basketball comic. Yeah, I still want to make a basketball comic, but it was very apparent. Like, after we you started drawing, it was like, oh, no, it's not. Well, no, before, the theme because... is this. The theme is over here. Yeah. I mean, we we had decided that before I started drawing. Did we? Yeah. Because mm. it was written when I started drawing. What was written? The script was written. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we... Uh, the script was... I wrote this, the first draft of the script during the Kickstarter for Teenage. Yeah. So in my head, 
it was written, and then I was like, oh, it'll, we'll just do uh, sports stuff for all the backups for like however many months that was. Uh, and then we, you actually started drawing it, and that's when it started shifting and moving around. Mm. So there was, a, there was a pretty big kind of time period there where, not that it was like sitting around, but you know, it was sitting in, on my fucking hard drive waiting for you to finish with murders. I don't remember that timeline being like that, but my memory is not very good. So you well, could mine be is not right. I, mine is not either. But the only reason I know that is because uh, when you started drawing, it felt like such a like, oh, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Because I had, you know, looking at the script, I was like, oh, there's all this stuff about basketball. We'll just do like teen mm-hmm. sports stuff. Yeah. Um, but when you actually started putting stuff down on the pages, it was like, oh no, basketball stuff is like just weird background noise to the actual like character drama that was mm-hmm. being done. Yeah, and I guess a good uh, point to make here would be that when we work together, uh, you generally write the script shorter than it's going to be, and uh, we go in, slash I go in, and add pages, and we talk about stuff, and you give me extra ideas, or I come up with stuff. And so this script started out at, like, I want to say, like, 30 pages, yeah. maybe less than mm-hmm. 30, and it ended up being 46. Mm-hmm. So just throughout the process. Which we, is like almost, you know, a, a th- one, th- yeah, a third larger almost. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so we, um, there's a lot of back and forth with us, mm-hmm. and which is very nice, I think, because we work pretty well together, so. I like to think so. <laughs> I think it makes the end product fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, it also it makes been. it more, there's nothing worse than reading a book by a creative team that's not in sync, and you can tell that each of the different components are great in their own right, but just nobody's talking to them, mm-hmm. each other, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, insert artist here, doesn't like drawing punches that way mm-hmm. but it's like in the script so they have to do that. right and that happens mostly with work for hire stuff even other stuff too i see it pretty regularly just in terms of books like bigger creator owned books where the writer is writing a bunch of titles and the artist is like a b or you know a minus level guy where they They've just left the big two, and all of a sudden now they are going to have their first big creator-owned book, and the writer doesn't necessarily know how to write specifically for them. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times, there's, like, two different Alex Maleeves. There's, like, the Alex Maleeve that draws, and then there's the Alex Maleeve that traces photos. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Bendis quite knows how to write for the Alex Maleeve that traces photos. Mm-hmm. Um, just because all his compositions are much more stilted, and sure. he doesn't necessarily know how to work out the bendis and now i'm gonna put 75 word balloons on this panel mm, yeah thing well when to be fair if you did that to me i would kick you <laughs> <laughs> i really like that stuff when it's done purposefully um but i think sometimes it can be a little weird when you can tell that something wasn't intended to be that way like i remember there's an issue of jonathan hickman's ultimates where all the ultimates are jumping out of a plane and it's a big splash page, and then there's, like, 15 word balloons on the page where they're all yelling back and forth, like, hoo Go get them! Yeah! What up? And it's just like, oh, nobody's talking to each other. So unnecessary. Yeah, we, we don't need this. We got yeah. the... Oh, Captain America's jumping out of this plane. All right, cool. <laughs> we don't need him to be like, guys, and now we will jump out of the plane and punch Hitler in the face. Like, no one needs that. No, probably not. No. Mm-mm. Um, and, it, well, I mean, it for us, we come from a place of basic understanding because... We've worked together enough that, 
you know what I like to draw, and I kind of know what you like to write. And I mean, sometimes I don't even when I write scripts for you, I don't even put panel descriptions in. It's just like dialogue. Yeah, it's just like uh, six point one. Here's a word balloon. Six point two. It's the other person talking. Six point three. It's the other person talking. See, but that's not weird to me because, like, that's how I would write scripts for myself. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess if it was if I was working with someone else who I didn't have some weird psychic connection to and just automatically knew what they wanted, mm-hmm. uh, that would be more difficult. Though sometimes I have to go to you and be like, "Hey, what's this? Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you what do you what do you want here?" I but know. I'd rather it be that way because that way we can make decisions organically in the moment and be like, "Oh, we could do." Like we were just on the way over here, we were having a text conversation about how you're doing a, a three panel tier where it's uh, slowly pulling out on a character where it starts with them looking at the camera and then it's kind of like a mid shot and then like very far away them small in the panel Uh Um, and we were talking about that and I was saying like oh it mimics this thing in the first page and you're like it actually doesn't mimic that and I was like oh yeah it doesn't well whatever I like it that way better (laughs) that was a little confusing you're like do it this way because it's the same as the first page and I was like but that's do it this way, but it's not the same as the... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that <laughs> was, was me. Confusing. That was me just misremembering yeah. the stuff from the first Well, place. and I think for that specifically, I, I think not only does it not mimic the first page, but I think it's better that it doesn't mimic the first page because it's like two pages in and to yeah. have it repeat like that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's it. We're working yeah. on another pitch um, yeah. right now, which I'm very excited about. But um, Yeah, me too. Also, we should talk about the fact that you've... Since since doing Fever Coast and Murders, you've reinvented your work process yet again. Yeah, uh, so I bought an iPad, which is super exciting. Um, and before I was doing really crappy blue lines on my laptop with a Wacom tablet, and since I can sort of draw with a Wacom tablet, but not very well, they were they were pretty bad, and so I would have to. And I would print out those blue lines and then sort of re-pencil over them and then re-ink over that. Um, And now, since I have so much more control with the iPad and the Apple Pencil, I can do, like, full pencils on the iPad and then just print those out and either ink on top of that. Or for this um, new pitch that we're doing, I'm testing doing digital inks with, like, a, a pencil brush on the iPad. Which makes things faster. I don't know. I really like how it's coming out so far. I like it too. There's a part of me that's sad about not inking Hmm. traditionally because I enjoy doing that. And I also like how that looks. That being said though, how long? It takes so much longer. You you finish like three or four pages in like. Start to finish in like two days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it is significantly faster for me, which... If we are going to continue making comics at the pace that we make them, I might have to continue doing that. But it I also mean, it also depends thematically. Like for this specific project, it fits. It for another sense. one, it it might not. Mm-hmm. In the way that real pencils fit with murders, mm-hmm. uh, but more than inks would have, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other projects like I wouldn't ever do fuck off squad in anything but ink. Mm-hmm. Like it. That's just not the feel that I'm going for with it. So we'll see. I think it's going to be very project dependent on what I end up using. Um, 
but this does make things faster for me, and that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, you've also, in the intervening time between your last appearance on the show, you've booked a a yob and, uh, and, uh, you know, cool things are happening. What, what, what is the yob that you've booked? (laughs) So, um, I wrote and drew a 10 page story for Gem and the Holograms, which, uh, will be out in... The, the third Dimensions book on January 17th. Issue, issue three of the Dimensions book. Yes, yeah. issue three. Um, which is very exciting. I also did the cover for that. Fuck yeah, you did. Uh, which is super cool. When does it come out? January what? 17th. January 17th. I believe. Yeah. Um, and Rebecca Nalty is coloring it, and it looks really good. And it this has been a weird process for me because I've never worked with a colorist before. Um, and... Having the right vocabulary to tell them what I want and what I need has been kind of, not tricky, but, like, I just, I don't like giving people notes without saying nice things, too, so. What's the compliment sandwich method, right? It is, yes. Yeah. Which I feel like I used to be good at, and this time I was, like, I think I just didn't have the words to say what I wanted, uh, and that was a little frustrating. But after I, like, digested the pages a little bit, I was able to focus in more on mm. on what I what I was really feeling about it. So that, mm. that was good. And, um, you know, we just finished or have, like, one edit left, and they, they look really good. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I mean, talk about an amazing leap forward, you know, from, like, writing one mini-comic and doing a couple dumb books with me to writing and drawing Gem and the Holograms. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, writing for a big publisher is pretty pretty crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> I'm so impressed. It's, it's awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I also like the fact that you have completely, like, stayed the course, too, and been like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over here. And, you know, your editors have given you notes sometimes, and I personally have just been like, fuck it, just do it. I would, I would just do it. And you're like, no, nah, I'm just going to talk to them. Yeah, some of those I didn't get to do what I wanted, but, but some of them so. I did. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, with that stuff, I think it doesn't hurt to just tell them what you're feeling about it. Like, all they can do is say no. Yeah, no, 100%. I think uh, you're, but, but I think that takes a level of maturity and a sense of confidence that I don't think most people who are just getting started and specifically first time, you know, people t- typically have. Well, maybe I'm just entitled <laughs> maybe i mean I, I wouldn't put it that way i would put it in that you're self-assured and that you know what you want and you're a skilled individual and you have a vision for things but. well i think i mean that is how i felt about it of like you know one of the edits i got was a stylistic thing and i was kind of like well no i made that decision because i wanted it to be that way and you hired me because you wanted my art so i feel like this shouldn't be changed and they said no we want it to be changed which is fine but I'm at least I had to say like, hey, I, I did that for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't just mm-hmm. do that because I wasn't paying attention or yeah. whatever. Um, and I actually feel like it should be this way. Uh, so you know. But it also seems like you have a good rapport with your editors. She's uh, wonderful. Yeah, Sarah Gatos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, Sarah Gatos and David Marriott. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been really, really great. Um, to work with and just so positive and wonderful and encouraging. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been really, 
a really positive experience. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, did you, I don't remember now, did you do digital pencils for the gem stuff on the iPad or was that before you had an iPad? No, I did digital pencils. Oh, and then you inked traditionally? And I, uh, yeah, I printed it and inked it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just couldn't remember. Yeah, no, and, and I think that was, um, I think that was a good move for me. And, th- and that was part of the reason I got the iPad. I was like, well, I'm getting this job now and I want to make sure that, like, it's really good. I want to put something out there that's really good. So I kind of was like, okay, all right, I've been making comics for this long. It's time for me to take an equipment step up. And, right, like, yeah. if, if this is going to be my job now, I should have the tools that yeah. I feel like I need for it, mm-hmm. which not everybody needs to have an iPad or whatever. And I have a lot of respect for people who just work on paper, you know, like you do. Um I feel like I'm very impressed by that, actually. Why? Because now, I mean, for me, the iPad is a way to sort of distill my thoughts and, like, be able to move things around and adjust and get things where I really want them. And to be able to do that, like, when I was working just on paper, I would have to erase sections or move them around and like it's just easier to move things to where I want them without having to completely redraw um when I'm working on the iPad and to be able to either just be confident enough in what you've drawn to leave it that way or to be able to put it down the way that you want the first time I think that's very impressive um because I'm not going to lie, there's times when I've drawn a face that was not in the right proportion and didn't want to redraw it. So I just <laughs> left it that way. And I look at those pages and I go, I should have fixed that. Which I didn't, you know. So this gives me that ability to fix that in a quicker, easier way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pages come out looking more the way they are in my head. Mm-hmm. which I appreciate. <laughs> is that how it works for you? Do you see pages in your head and then you you kind of like are trying to just chase that image? Like you're trying to trace it? It's hard to explain because like I don't even... I d- sometimes I do layouts, sometimes like little thumbnail yeah. layouts, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't. And I I have been finding that the layout process is the hardest for me because I am trying to read the page and visualize it as a whole, but also lay out each panel in a way that works. And sometimes my brain can only handle one panel at a time. So then I feel like the overall layout of the page gets simplified because I'm not focusing on the page as a whole. So I guess it just, it helps me take a step back I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. Hmm. Um, it's not like I read the page and just have a, vi- a vision of what it is immediately. Um, I do have to sit there and like really digest what the people are saying and what that means and you know like what direction something is leading or what the impact of what someone's saying means and what that means for the page. So it does. Like, when I work 
basically pencils to everything else afterwards I can put on a TV show I've watched or a podcast or whatever it is, and that's fine. But when I'm working on layouts, I have to have complete silence, like usually not even music because it takes so much focus for me. Mm. Do you do you prefer to l- uh, lay out stuff in chunks or to do with, like for for Fever Coast or Murders? Did, did I feel like you did them in chunks, didn't you? No, no, I did no? the whole book. Oh, okay. Um, though I think that I might experiment with doing chunks of it because I think I get a little bored mm. of whatever one thing that I'm doing. And I found, what I found with the last couple books that I've drawn is that, you know, I would do all my layouts, do all my pencils... And then the entire last half of the book is inks and then tones and then laying out the book itself. And that gives me several months of not even really drawing anything on the book Mm. or any other book because I can only really handle one thing at a time. (laughs) So I'm not a multitasker. And so I'll find that, like, when I go to start the next book that I'm working on, I'm rusty because I haven't really been drawing pages for weeks or months, you know, uh, depending on how many shows we have, really. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was thinking about this exact same thing, like, two days ago. Yeah, well, this like, when I started drawing Gem, because I had for probably at least a month just been toning Fever Coast and then laying out the book and then dealing with printers. So when I started Gem, I was like, why is this so hard? This shouldn't be that hard. And it's not that hard. It's just that I hadn't done it in a while. Um, So now that I'm working on this new pitch that we're doing, having just finished Gem, these layouts feel so much easier to me than Gem did. Just because being in constant practice of something is uh, really important for me, I think. Because I just, I lose it quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I I was thinking about that same thing just in context of I'm currently lettering Action Hospital Volume 2, and I... Won't be drawing for a while. Won't be drawing for a minute. You know, I'm, like, probably... I think today I hit page 30, so I'm on, like, page 32. 265? (laughs) More? (laughs) Something, yeah. I don't know how many. I don't remember. But, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, like, 260-something pages. And, you know, certain sections of that, you know, once I get to about page 80, it'll leap, because there's not much talking in one of those... That first page turn sequence. page turns. So... Actual lettered pages, it's probably like a hundred, hundred. Are you going to do sound effects for that stuff? Probably not. There's not much to do. Sound of punching. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably this is going to be some of that. Probably. Um, that was actually a conversation I had with myself when I was lettering the first pages because the opening to the book is this kind of weird, atmospheric twenty pages where it's. A double-page spread of nine-panel grids of Joan's feet running through the forest, and it's like really, just laboriously dumb, detailed drawings of rocks and her feet hitting the, you know, the ground as she's running. Dumb, aka really beautiful. Thank you. That's nice of you. But (laughs) I I just mean that in terms of like I spent hours on those double-page spreads. When I can tell. Sure. Yeah, but. I can tell that, which is really the reason I did it. I don't know if anyone else will care. Everyone else can tell. I don't really know if you're when you're reading that book, though, you're going to be like, whoa, look at these fucking nine-panel grids. You're going to just be like, all right, it's fucking running. All right, the summer's well, running. because you can finish a 265-page book in <laughs> two days or whatever when it yeah. took you a, a year to draw it, yeah. you know? So, but I was, 
I was lettering it, and I was trying to decide if I was going to do in the word balloons, if the word balloons were going to say huff, 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 mm-hmm. or because it's somebody running and that was supposed to be them like panting, uh, or if it was going to be in parentheses, sound of panting. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And ultimately, I decided for huff, you huff, went for huff, huff, huff. Yeah. I put some huff, huffs in the last thing that I drew. What? We're just like huff, huff twins. <laughs> that sounds. Weird. No, it's going to be our new uh, Instagram handles. The Huff Huff Twins? Yeah, we're going to start a new page just for the Huff Huff Twins. And it's going to be like you and me running around at conventions with giant word balloons that say Huff. That's so dumb. We're going to start a movement. (laughs) Huff Huff Twins. Hashtag Huff Huff Twins. Were your word bubbles shaped like little clouds? Because mine were. (laughs) No, they weren't. (laughs) Wouldn't that mean that it was like a thought? No, they're not. They don't have like... uh, Dots. That oh, they're just, oh, it's, it's like an like exhale, breath. right? Yeah. yeah, totally. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've also changed a couple of stylistic things in terms of whenever characters that have previously appeared get introduced, there are like caption mechanics explaining who they are, which wasn't in the first fuck, uh, Action Hospital book, but we did in the Fuck Off Squad books. And part of me is like. You know, every Action Hospital book is going to be different and have different mechanics. Mm -hmm. And part of me is, like, unsure about it. I don't know. Because it's not the same as book one? Yeah, just because it's... I don't know. I I would say that the fact that book one is, what, like, six illustrators and book two is just you is a big enough change that you can do whatever the hell you want with it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's true. And also, um, there's also the fact that Book two was originally my dumb idiot joke to myself was like, it'd be really funny if this was just like completely in universe and didn't catch the reader up to anything. So you like have to read volume one to get volume two. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Are you doing that? No, (laughs) no. But that was the original idea when I made those pages. So I didn't actually like show don't tell people's intros they just show up in the middle of scenes because mm-hmm. you already know who they are mm-hmm. so that's so another so i'm doing the captions thing as a way to be like this is who this is just in case you don't know <laughs> and then you started selling books at cons and we're like nobody buys book twos yes so it's got to be standalone yep yep 100 percent yeah uh, and in fact when when we sell them i'm not even going to pitch the first book i'm just really? going to be like look this is my book it's action hospital i might even say the same pitch <laughs> Just be like, here, fucking don't pay attention. There's a two on the side. Don't be a pin- don't pay attention. There's a two on the side. I mean, the pitch still works. Yeah, sure. It, but it's a very strange feeling when, you know, we were pitching books at DesignerCon this last weekend and somebody came to the table and they picked up Fever Coast and was like, wow, this is amazing. This is, I've never seen a book like this. This is amazing. And I was like, yeah, we make standalone stories, blah, blah, blah. I gave them the pitch, and they go, oh, it's part of a continuing series. Which is the first one? Oh, this one over here. Oh, well, then I'll get that one. Like, no, they're standalone. I said standalone three times in the pitch. You can yeah. read it by itself. But even I'm like that, because I want to read all of them, but I want to read the first one first. Sure. I get it. But I also, like, buy the new one. It's the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird. it's a weird thing touring conventions and, like, not only just having pressure on yourself to keep producing work to, you know, stay quote-unquote contemporary or to show that you're active, but also then having, if it's a series, having people not care about the new work as much is really weird. Yeah, because it's generally better. Yeah, 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 100%. (laughs) Hey, look at all these things I learned when I drew those last two books. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Me yeah. Too. It is weird. I think that, like, you know, we'll see how how it does, but I think ideally, and, you know, we're planning on doing this anyway, but they will be collected, and then you can just get them all in one, and then you won't have to worry about mm-hmm. buying the first one. Yeah. every time, it's like, which one came out first? Well, technically this one did, but I promise they're standalone. I promise. Yeah. Also, there's a bunch of other content in these that has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited for when there's a trade. That's going to be a, a, a positive experience to be able to hand somebody the whole of the story that we've worked on for a year, two years. I don't even two, fucking know. Two, I think. Is it half? Two? I think it's a year and a half. A year and a half? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Three books. Because we made four books in that time, right? Right, well, because murders. Yeah, because it was action or a... Uh, Fuck Off Squad, and then, like, maybe three or four months later, Teenage Switchblade, and then Murders took a while, because we were figuring out what's it called, which came out March of the following year. Because I feel like Fuck Off Squad came out in in January-ish, or February of a year. <laughs> I don't know which year. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. My brain is just mush. Same. Well, especially, too, it's the weird thing of going to conventions where you see the same people... All the convention centers kind of look the same. Yeah. A lot of the people who attend them as fans are similar, or they're literally the same people. I could tell you what show they came out at, probably, yeah. but not what year that show was. Yeah. I actually don't know which show Fuck Off Squad came out at. I don't either. I know. This oh. is riveting radio. <laughs> it's just being like, I don't know. Um, it's podcasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, Nicole Goo. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll talk about something else. Yeah. <laughs> something more interesting. How about the book? Since okay. It's new, and we're really excited about it. Yes. Um, or we could do, uh, I also brought our previous book, since it's been out for a while, Murders. Murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought it so we could do maybe like a creator's commentary or director commentary thing about the book, maybe. Sure. So I think last time um, we were in the midst of making it or we thinking about of, making it getting, or yeah. something. And so Murders is um, it's kind of like Columbine meets the craft. So it's um, a story about these bullied high school girls who get a hold of a book of black magic and um, sort of decide to take their revenge on their classmates and play a prank and it spirals out of control. Um and the book is, I'm very happy to say, printed in risograph slash risograph, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> I always um, say risograph, but I think it's technically risograph. I think it is risograph, but everybody says risograph, so I feel dumb saying risograph. It's that Los Feliz, Los Feliz it thing. It is exactly that. Yeah. Um, and it is beautiful, and we have neon spot pink. and Yeah, if you don't know what risograph is, it's like a Japanese digital screen printing process where they print one page at a time one, one color, color at a at time, a time. Mm-hmm. yeah um, so it's it's basically layered um so we have a blue layer and then a pink layer mm-hmm. just two colors and i am it's my first time printing in rizzo and i'm very happy with how it came out our yeah, printer so was a lovely human being who's very meticulous and made it perfect and his name is rob brown yeah he was great mm-hmm. um so the cover of the book uh, it says murders, our last names, and then it's kind of like a yearbook mm-hmm. um, where it's a tiled grid of a bunch of um, people's faces in blue, and then uh, 
you did uh, an overlay of pink, and there's kind of like graffiti or, or doodles on top of everybody's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, like you do. Like you do. Where did the idea for that come from? Uh, sort of just general high school shit of like kids do that. They put horns on people that they don't like and hearts around their crushes and whatever, plus the like burn book idea of like these are all the people we hate, this is why we hate them. And since the book is about bullied high school kids and basically the just the logistics of particularly the way that girls are mean to each other in high school where it's this very backhanded, like subtle uh nice to your face, but you're going to talk shit later or whatever that I think most girls experience as opposed to the way that boys are bullied, which is, you know... I'm going to punch you. Right, yeah, or take your lunch money or whatever it is. Um, Girls are just as brutal, but in a very different way. Yeah, more Um, cerebral. Yeah. It's because they're smarter. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, but they're but they're really cruel, and um, I think that it's maybe not universal, but close to the universal experience for high school girls, um, and that's a big part of what that book's about. Yeah, I, the thing I like about it, um, just dovetailing off what you said about universality or whatever, is that uh, the book is a is a kind of you know. Very thinly veiled metaphor for gun control, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the end of the book, which we will probably spoil during this conversation later, um, but the the end of the book almost ties into the this cover in that you know none of the characters that are with that are in the story are actually depicted on these images of people in this yearbook. So it kind of gives it this. Um, ubiquitous oh i guess there is one character <laughs> i take that back there is a she just pointed out there is and, ah and shit right, there's yeah. an end yeah, yeah okay that's right. not true but that's not true but it, it's not blatant it's not like yeah it's not like a big picture of the main character's faces or something right yeah it's a it's a, an anonymous group of people which um after you've read the book i feel like that kind of takes on a different meaning as opposed to what you initially think it is where initially you're like oh it's a bunch of kids, uh, high school. All right, I kind of get what this is. The title's Murders, so there's high school kids and they die. All right, cool, got it. <laughs> um, but at the end, it's different. Uh, you want to talk about this? Uh, I've now opened the book. Are, are we doing page by page the entire book? Yeah, we're not. What else are we going to do? <laughs> okay. That's what a director's commentary is. Sure. Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, the... The uh, inside front cover title page, I, I can see it. No, okay. Just, just <laughs> trying to... Uh, is um, Crows on Telephone Wires and the title of the book. Yeah, it's a double-page spread. Which, if you know anything about Crows, you'll know that... They get together in a group, and the group is called... A murder. Oh, what? A murder of crows. What? 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 And there's four... There's there four there crows. are four crows on the wire, what? which is significant. What? Because there are four main characters. What? what? Oh man, whoever wrote this is a fucking genius. The symbolism. <laughs> I feel like actually you came up with this. So. I did. Yeah, it's not yeah. even really. You yeah. didn't write yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't but write okay. that. But you're a genius. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Good a genius. Um, okay, so we have a next page is a lovely pattern of more crows. 
Uh, and then the intro to our book. Yeah, the first page, which is uh, main character um, coming through a doorway and coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. Um, which I actually like this uh, a lot because you didn't do the doorway. Uh, she's framed in darkness and the doorway is not a spot black because she drew it all in pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can there's like a grain to the blackness, which makes it feel really um, textural and... and um, uh, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, this book is drawn in pencil uh, with the contrast upped and printed in Rizzo. And both of those things together um, create texture. And that's really what I was trying to do with both of those. I really, really wanted the Rizzo because I wanted it to feel gritty and the same thing for the pencils is to have the ability to give it some texture and also give variation of value in a way that I often find really hard to do with ink. There are people who do it amazingly with hatching or whatever, stippling, all kinds of stuff. I've never been particularly strong at that. And black ink is black ink and you kind of can't make it lighter. And with the pencil, so this first page in particular has a bunch of shading. All of the values are done in, like, shaded pencil, um, which I actually did separately on a sheet of tracing paper. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so it's it's got a lot of texture, and this first page is Casey, unnamed Casey, uh, with some... She's clutching her stomach and coughing up blood. Page two. Page two is Casey wiping her mouth with blood, and then you see a shot of her feet and whatever she just coughed up, which is a pile of blood and two bullets. The thing that's so funny about this to me is the fucking Adidas sandals. (laughs) She's like a shitty white trash kid. (laughs) And she's wearing Adidas sandals and socks, because I thought that was really funny. (laughs) Nothing like committing a school shooting in in non-assistive apparel. <laughs> to be fair, at this point of the book, you don't know what that is what is happening. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so page three is uh, three panels, and it's a shot of her knees kind of sinking out of the darkness. She's now, uh, panel two, she's kind of mid-frame, and panel three, uh, you see that she's like sunken to her. Uh, knees and there's two bullet holes in her chest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, then flashback. flashback. What? There's a flashback about uh, with narration where Casey's basically explaining to you that her stepdad, her shitty stepdad, um, was related to some really famous witch hunter in Pilgrim times, and uh, because of that, people send him a bunch of bizarre ass bullshit because he's been in a bunch of weird cult documentaries and stuff. Uh, and as she's narrating this, we're seeing images of uh, a young girl who's being accused of being a witch, being chased by pilgrims. Uh, and then we turn the page, and uh, we have a reveal of a zealous <laughs> pilgrim guy and a really creepy... The big... dude that the stepdad's related to. Yeah, yeah, like really yeah. close up of his face. And his... <laughs> I love that drawing. She's like evil pilgrim Santa. He is evil pilgrim Santa, and he... It's... it's... Just the the violence towards women at the time, and it's just so gross and brutal and 
at the t- I, I say at the time. At like the that's time, not like, still it's, like it's not still a thing. Yeah, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. Um, so then... Uh, back to present back day. Back to present day, and we are now meeting our cast of characters. We've jumped around in time. So Casey and the three other girls that go to this school together, um, they're in the woods, and they're having a conversation. Uh, and man, you draw the fuck out of those trees. Those trees. <laughs> those trees are fucking awesome. God damn it. Also, there's a silhouette on the right side of page where one of the characters is turning to talk to another one, and she did a gray tone that silhouettes most of their uh, body, and it's fucking awesome. Thanks. So into it. So It's been a while. Since, part of this is I'm remembering all of this because I don't, like, look at our comics. Yeah, it's been a while since I've looked at it, too. Yeah. So and part of me is like, oh, that's cool, and part of me is like, oh, that drawing. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not where it should have been. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea if this is supremely narcissistic or we're we're preserving something. I feel for like since we're like three pages into a forty-page book, we might. I want to go a little quicker. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so the next page is um, uh, Casey's starting to use some black magic. Where you're introducing that there's a pink tone now, mm-hmm. which is. Yeah, so the pink is. If you've read the book, I would hope that you had understood that. Uh, the pink represents where there is magic, basically. Yeah. Uh, in whatever influence that it has. Um, so it is very... It's meant to be this visceral, kind of sickly, sweet color. Yeah, I also like on this page, so the last panel is a... You find out that they've brought this dog out to the woods, and they're going to try and fuck with the dog with magic, and... Uh, you drew the dog in a panel, but then the trees in the background extend out of the panel and grow behind the panel on top of it, which I think is really cool. Um, and that was not me. That was you being like, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking rad as shit looking. Um, uh, you should make more comics, man. You should just make comics. Have you ever considered, have you ever considered going to... I, I know it's a lost art form, but... Uh, I know that you don't get paid, but... Yeah, I, I know that you're uh, just like... You're going to be poor for the rest of your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you ever considered making comics? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. God damn. Um, have you ever we? considered not having a social life? Where were we? Where someone was like, have you ever considered publishing? They were at our table at a show. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? What, what, are you, what is this? Yeah. There, there's... Oh, it was somebody at DesignerCon. That's right. Yeah. Was it DesignerCon? Yeah. Some guy was like, have you ever considered publishing? And I kind of didn't know what to do with that. Because like, what do you say to somebody as they're holding the book that you've published? Yeah. I think that in his mind, it was like, oh, you guys haven't tried to work with an actual publisher. You're just doing this on your own because that's the way you want to do it, which is... Yes, we would like to do this on our own, but also, like, you think we're not pitching these books to real publishers? Yeah. Really, dude? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I would love to not pay for printing. It would be great. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, so the next page is Casey using magic uh, and uh, blowing the fucking dog's head up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kaboom. Kaboom. Duh, dead dog. Then we jump cut to the school. There's a bunch of the kids in a... Cafeteria. Cafeteria, thank you. And we have kind of... Uh, voiceover continued caption work um, about Casey narrating who everybody is and mm-hmm. uh, what their kind of flaws are. This was stylistically me trying to think about what's the the next evolution of the caption mechanic that we had been doing in Fuck Off Squad in terms of like those captions are very extra narrative. They speak directly to the reader in a 
not in a not connected to the narrative uh, narrative way where there's it's basically mm-hmm. just me writing notes to the reader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, all it's all voiceover of Casey and yeah, and this, exactly. And so this I was trying to meld the two of using like a traditional kind of Western voiceover mechanic with a caption, but having it be snarky and kind of deal with the same expositiony giving character traits and stuff. Yeah, and they're shitty kids and Casey speaks like a shitty kid and mm-hmm. is a shitty kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is is a, in fact um, a shitty kid. Yeah, and uh, I guess a point to make too is that um, all of the uh, lettering in this book I did by hand, um, which kind of messed with our process a little bit. Um, I like how it looks a lot and I like having hand-drawn captions, hand-drawn bubbles, and the text feeling more organic. But because you kind of often like to write and rewrite uh, when you're lettering stuff, this kind of robbed you of that opportunity to change things and to make it fit better and to kind of adjust. Um, Which there's, we're going to have to maybe find a way to find some middle ground on that. Like maybe the next thing we do, I'll, uh, you'll letter it and then I'll trace those yeah. and uh, put them on top or something. Because yeah. I, I like the way that it looks. Yeah, I would agree. It's all just to kind of think about time. and uh, Right, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, it's just about time. But I I think objectively the, the hand letters, hand word balloon stuff looks better um, it also just wouldn't have made any sense for this particular book to have uh, a font and really clean lines for the bu- balloons because the whole book's drawn in pencil. It would have just yeah, it looked weird. taken you completely out of it. Yeah, so. I, I agree. But it definitely was, you know, towards the end when we were going over the finished files, I was like, oh, God, I wish I could rewrite this. Or I, I wish it was I could a little frustrating that. for you, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there was a bunch of stuff at the end that was just a happy accident where I had written a bunch of stuff that happened that you just forgot to put. Really? Yes. I don't remember that. We'll get to it momentarily. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, now we're, this, we're, the next two pages, we're still in the cafeteria. The kind of like rival clique of girls invites Casey to a party. And then they have a shitty moment afterwards where they each call each other bitch. Yeah, that's our backhanded moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, a crazy double-page spread where you drew nine billion panels. Yeah, there's a lot of panels on that page. Uh, that kind of is a montage of everyday life in the school and, um, you know, how the other kids are mean to them. And basically you find out that the party that Casey just got invited to, there is no party or wrong address or something. I don't know, whatever. They, they were, she was being shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a little cameo of us. You drew us in the book. I did. That's silly. That's a thing I like to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, were you worried when you were doing this that it would be too dense? Like, seeing as there's who knows how many panels on this page, was that a concern? Not really, because to me, that's kind of the idea. It's this compiling and, like, pounding down of, like, each one of those events is not that big a deal. But when that happens to you every day or multiple times a day, I think that that can push a person to a limit that they might not otherwise get to, you know? Yeah. Um, it's the the repetition and the... Um, and also, like, 
after seeing you draw 10 billion panels on pages, I was just not worried about it because, like, I like the way that that looks. Right. And also there's, like, you know, there's a lot of panels on that page. Not as many as you do. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. I kept being like, how does he fit more panels? I don't understand. Like, this is full of panels, and yet... <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next two pages are Casey smoking out behind the bleachers with some shitty, like, ICP kid. Uh, and he, uh, you know, basically uh, tries to get her goat and rile her because she's not interested in talking to him. Uh, she also finds out that the other kids in the school call them call her and her friends the murders, uh, which she tries to correct them and say it's, it's murders singular. That's stupid that you call us the murders. Like, murder is plural in terms mm-hmm. of crows. Uh, then we have a double-page spread of her smoking and saying murders, huh. uh, <laughs> which is a joke that is funny when you see it because there's two word balloons on this giant double-page spread. Um, one of the things I like about this page is how you didn't draw the left side of her face. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, for anyone who's ever tried to do this, they will understand intimately. Uh, chain link fence is the worst thing to draw ever. You mean you haven't watched uh, Todd McFarlane's How to Draw a Chain, <laughs> chain Link Fence video? Because uh, it's really great. Uh, you in those videos? Uh, I mean, there's good information in there. Oh, I'm sure there is. I can draw an amazing chain link fence now. <laughs> Just saying. And an amazing Deadpool. And an amazing... <laughs> Fuck Marvel. Fuck Marvel. Yeah. If you, if any of the listeners haven't watched Todd McFarlane's How to Draw videos, you need to get down with that sickness. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the next double page spread is... Uh, crows. Is More four, crows. four really nice uh, drawings of crows. Or four, double page spread of four crows that are drawn very nicely. And this one actually... Uh, I don't think this one was scripted. I think this is one of your additional pages, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I was this. like, well, if we just put some crows here. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, it's funny to me, we were talking about doing a book about a wolf a while ago, and you were like, I don't know how to draw animals. Look at these fucking birds. These are amazing. Okay, but there is a difference between using photo reference and drawing a couple crows as opposed to making a wolf move from every angle for a five-issue series. Yeah. No, you're right. It is different, but it's still... I believe in you. I think that... I appreciate that, but... you can do it. I don't know. We'll, um, see, we'll see if that happens. We also have to write that along with every other project that we, we have. have. doing that, yeah. Uh, so the next two pages, um, we have a time jump in, in between the page turn where basically Casey's going to get back at the girl who was lying to her and kind of low-key bullying her. We, you know, the right-hand page is a close-up um, of her eye, which is now s- super swollen and well, they black get in a fight. They get, they get in a fight after yeah. a class. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a double page spread of three. Each page is three panels, and they're silent of her, you know, going home, being yelled at by her mom, finding this book that will eventually teach them black magic, and then kind of opening the book and being like, "Hee hee hee." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Uh, to be clear, this is before the uh, the beginning of the book. Yeah, time jumps, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I like this page because it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that normally when three panel pages are on 
I guess this one technically isn't three panels because there's an insert panel on the <laughs> left page. But, yes. Uh, but normally when p- books use three panels per page, they have a very specific aspect ratio that mimics the look of movies. And because Murders is drawn at a smaller square size. Mm-hmm. It's six by seven. Six by seven. I believe. Um, it doesn't look like that, so you can use that same kind of trite. Yeah, they're thinner. Thinner yeah. panels. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're back to the beginning where all the girls are staring at the dead dog. Um, uh, and you have multiple uh, types of shading going on, too, where you're kind of mm-hmm. different tonality made. Textures. Textures. Different textures of yeah. Yeah. mark making. Yeah. Uh, on paper, that sounds terrible. What? It oh, looks like great. It, like it, it sounds, lo- it sounds like that really bad. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I understand that. Like, especially these shadows here behind the pa- the clouds are really delicate and mm-hmm. look awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, now we go into more uh, voiceover. Uh, where well, they start the plan. They start the plan of what they're going to do. They're going to commit a school prank. And we see time passing. Turn the page, and now we have a double-page spread of, uh, what the fuck is that? 12 nine. panels. No, nine. 18? It's a nine-panel grid. Yeah, Well, 18. with the double, it's... Yeah, yeah, 18 panels of the the kids kind of running amok at the school and things slowly spiraling out of control. And this was the page that originally I had... They were saying different things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it was all just like... Hell yeah! Yeah, the only, Take that. Uh, the only thing that was a, it was a payoff of the one girl trying to oh make to, the yeah she work. she uses a a word yeah uh, well, I, forget what it is. I don't Source remember use either I don't fucking know it doesn't matter whatever they yeah one of the characters their whole thing was like the setup of like they were trying to be cool and make a word it's popular. the Mean Girls joke yeah yeah uh, fetch um, yeah <laughs> it's, it's not fetch but but it's that it's, joke it's that joke yeah yeah um. um yeah. Yes, I remember that I had forgotten to do that. That's fine. I actually like it better this way because... Well, it's hard to... Because the book, you know, previously, the last book I did, we lettered afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I just drew the panels and then we put the bubbles on top. So having to plan for bubbles is an extra step. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I am finding that whether you are lettering after or before you should do it either way i mean you did that for your gem stuff right i did do it for gem stuff and they're going to use the sketches the placement of the bubbles of the sketches that i did and give them to the letterer basically which i'm excited about because some of those jokes are based on the shape of those bubbles yeah yeah Um, yeah. uh so the next page is a double page spread of casey kind of making everything spiral out of control. She's causing the teacher to vomit up snakes, uh, and she's putting pressure on the teen bully girl's head, and it looks like it's ballooning, and maybe it's going to burst. I don't know. Who who knows what will happen. Yeah, so initially, for just background, Casey pitched this as we're just going to play a prank on the school to Mm -hmm. the other girls, Mm -hmm. and when in her head, it's not a prank. And she's going to take it further than that. And so the other three girls don't know that this is happening. And this is her kind of spiraling and taking it too far. 
And then we have the page turn where uh, that exact thing happens. Yep, and she, she blows that girl's head up. She fucking straight up scanners this motherfucker. That's her eyeball there coming out. Yep, mm-hmm. that's her eyeball. Her, her ibble. Ibble. Her ibble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we, the next page is her floating around, destroying everything uh, in the classroom, fucking shit up, getting shot. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to the beginning of the book, basically, where she's running down a hallway and we have an alternative point of view. We understand now why. Somebody she was... notified the cops. Yep, somebody notified the cops. We mm-hmm. understand that she got shot. She turned the page and now she's dead. Oh my God, she's dead. But she comes back to life. She uses magic and resurrects herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in yet another twist! <laughs> She gets shot in the head and dies. Immediately after reviving herself. Yeah. Um, and then we have a double-page spread of blackness. And the captions say, I wonder if I'll still get cigarette cravings after I'm dead. Huh. Weird. Being dead doesn't suck as much as I thought it would. Weird. And then you turn the page, and it's a double-page spread of hundreds of people holding candles mourning. Uh, which, it, again, thinly veiled gun registration... Uh, fucking metaphor. Yeah, gun control, guys. Yeah, let's not have guns. Let's let's or even just have basic background checks. <laughs> yeah, and, and also like when someone has committed, uh, what call it? D- domestic abuse. Domestic abuse. Maybe just put that in the system instead of forgetting, so that they can go shoot up a church. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. yeah. So. so. That was the book. Bummer of a book. But <laughs> yeah, I have no idea if that's interesting to anyone other than me and you. But we did it. We did. We how did, did you? Do. How did you feel about looking at it? Um, I mean, basically, like I said, where it's like some of that book. I think, especially because it's printed the way it is, I'm still really jazzed about because I'm like, look at this Rizzo. It's so cool. And some of the drawings, I'm like that could have been better or whatever or this could have been more effective here um but overall i'm pretty happy with how that book came out i kind of wish it was longer like i wish i like those characters i like that story and i think that we could have spent more time with it however comics take a really long time and printing rizzo is fucking expensive yeah that was also part of the decision to make it 40 pages or whatever it is it's it just we it's an expensive book to print, and the more pages you have, the more expensive it is. And if you want to keep making books, you have to make some sort of profit, so. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel. I, I don't I don't think that that, in my head, it doesn't look like I just the book that I just saw. Really? Yeah. What does it look like? I don't know. It's It looks better than what's in my head, because in my oh. head... The printing process was so laborious. Which you didn't even. But that's why I don't like it so much because I don't have any control, so I'm just at the fucking like mercy of the fates. Yeah, I would say honestly that this the printing process for murders, even though I had to you know drive to Irvine a couple times, no Santa Ana a couple times to you know talk to the printer, figure some stuff out, and like. You know, we had originally planned it as three colors, and that wasn't working, and um, I think that that was easier than printing this last book, because because at least Rob 
knows what he's doing and has quality control and listens and changes things when you ask as opposed to some other printers that we've worked with who just don't and they don't do things on time and they don't whatever and um I think that there was a point at which this book was hard to make when we couldn't figure out that it was supposed to be a two-color book. Yeah. And we were trying to make it three, and those three colors didn't look good together. And then as soon as I figured that out, it was fine. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's it's mostly that my distinct memories are from that weird, awkward phase. Yeah, I just think it's not as long of a phase as you're remembering. No, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. But during that phase, I was like, what the fuck? We spent so much time and energy and you've like fucking poured your heart into this thing. And why does it not look the way that I know that it can look? Like those drawings are good. Why is it printing this way? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And that's more just my kind of like weird hangups than anything with the book, which is why when I was just saying going through it, it looks so much better than I remember. Well, yeah, and I, mean, I have these digital mock-ups of what I thought the book was going to look like, and they don't look anything like the printed edition. <laughs> like nothing, um, nothing like it, yeah. Again, because I thought it was going to be this light teal and black and pink, and when we tried to do teal, the teal was not the color that I thought it was going to be. It was this, like, dark teal, which I like that color, but I don't like it with black and pink, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just... It took some figuring out. Um, it was also my, you know, it was our first, it was just a big risk, I think, that the risk was really high in deciding to do Rizzo because we had asked this person to do this thing for us and said that we were going to give him this job. And if we had decided, like, after doing our test prints that we wouldn't, didn't want to do it, he had already put a bunch of work into putting the file, helping me with the files and doing all this stuff. And it, it wasn't the kind of thing that you could just pull out of very easily. Mm-hmm. Um and it wasn't the kind of thing where we wanted to spend that amount of money on a product that we weren't happy with because it is expensive. Mm-hmm. So it was a little stressful. But Yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm really excited about the finished product, though. I feel the same way about Fever Coast, too, where, you know, dealing with the printer was so kind of like, oh, God. Like, it's always the worst stage is dealing <laughs> with the printer. It's, and I always mess something up, like, every time. Because I can lay out a book, okay, but it's... I started laying out books when I started making comics, so it's a it's been a learning process um, of just figuring stuff out on my own. Uh, and every time I make a mistake, because either I'm not paying attention, or there's something that I don't understand, or you know I don't know what this one setting is, or why it needs to be that way, because I'm bad at watching YouTube videos. So <laughs> just, I'm not. I'm really impatient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also don't want to read a full article about it. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want. To, I just want to have the knowledge. Can I just have the knowledge? Just put can it in my brain. Can you just tell me how to do it? Because that. But don't actually tell me how to do it. Just, uh, can you just do it for me? Yeah. Can you just tell me how you're gonna do it? And by tell me, what I mean if, not tell me at all. What if I draw it and then you scan, edit, lay out the book, do the cover and the back matter, and uh, print it for me? How about that? that and, oh, and pay for it. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. Except that it's not everybody's dream because some people really, really enjoy that part of the process. Few people, fews of people, I think, really enjoy that part of the process. There is one that I can think of who has expressed that feeling to me. Who's that one? Jim Rugg. That makes sense. Jim's a a master at everything. He is, and he cares very much about 
paper type and uh, prints things ahead of time to see how they're going to look before he prints the final book and, you know, all this stuff. Uh, and it shows. Those books are beautiful. Yeah, his, his, his oeuvre shall stand the test of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I care how it looks. I just don't have the patience to make it look that way sometimes. I want it to look that way. I don't have the requisite skills. Yeah, you would just have to sit down and actually do that. But you're doing so many other things that yeah. it's not going to happen. It's the Yeah, I've laid out two books in InDesign, and I wanted to stab my brain. Yeah, it makes you want to die. Mm-hmm. Until you really understand it, and then it's actually pretty easy. But it's it's not as fun as I would like it to be. No, not a, not a fan in design. Not a fan. <laughs> I would rather do that than other types of making PDFs, though. It it uh, there are things about InDesign that are very helpful, and if I had just like even thirty percent more knowledge of InDesign, because I'm sitting there trying to use Illustrator shortcuts on InDesign because my hands automatically do it because I'm so used to Illustrator, and those are not the same shortcuts, and I could probably just reset them if I. Wanted to do that, but I don't. So. <laughs> uh, what is what? Is, what does the future hold for you, Miss Goo? What is what are you working on right now? What are you? I'm working on our new pitch. Mm-hmm. Which are we talking about that yet? I Probably don't know. not. I yeah, don't know. it no. seems kind of weird. So we're you know we're doing a five or six page pitch um, that we're gonna you know make send out some publishers, blah 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 that stuff, and if. If it gets picked up, that's cool. And if not, we'll just make it because that's what we do. We make things. Um, and then hopefully I'll get some more work from, you know. The idea somebody. workshop. I don't think I know idea, what it stands for. Idea and design workshop. I didn't know that. I believe that's what it stands for because they used to be a trading card company. Interesting. Okay. Well, before that, they were a design firm. And then they were a design firm that did trading cards. And then they were a design firm that did trading cards and comics. And then they did comics all right good to know yeah well it would be cool if i got some more work from them so i think you will i think that you're a talented skilled individual and they would be foolhardy not to employ you more (laughs) well uh not to be presumptuous but judging from my interactions with them uh it would not surprise me if that happened yeah um are you going to any conventions in the near future yeah, in like two days, which this will be. At, this will Where go up after this up? tomorrow, today, next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I will have already gone to Bakersfield Comic Con, and then EBAPS, e- East uh, Bay, East Bay Art and Art Book and Zine Art Fest. Book and Zine Fest. I can never say it right. Yeah. Which will be, I think, I believe it's December 9th. Yeah. We will both be there, yes. and it's a lovely, lovely, wonderful zine show in Berkeley. Yes. Berkeley. <laughs> um, I think uh, it's a. Di- Different venue than last time. Yeah, I think so. They yeah. switch it up. Uh, but that, if you guys are in the Bay and available at that time, it's a really fun show. Um, and there's a lot of really cool zines and makers and all kinds of people there. It's it's super fun. If you are a Bay, in the Bay, come see me and my Bay. bay in the Bay. At the art book and... Couldn't East tell bay. you where it is, Fucking, but I yeah, believe I it's on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, whatever that is. Ninth, December 9th. I believe um, it's December 9th, Yeah. Yeah. Um. And you are finishing up Action Hospital. Yeah. Which uh, theoretically we 
Can I say? Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll be Kickstartering in January. January hopefully, yeah, barring um, some unforeseeable whatever. Yeah. The idea with our Kickstarters is to have the books done by the time we start it so that after the Kickstarter's done, we can just send them and there's no delay. And um, so, theoretically, you will have it done by then because you're... I mean, I'll, I'll definitely... I'll probably have it done in the next couple of weeks. My part sure, of it will be done Sure, but in the next it's not weeks. just... It's the... The design, the design the book, and yeah. putting the book together, which, yeah. hey, guys, I'm not doing this time. Yay! It's true. You're not. Yeah. Um, this book is all you. Came up. It's and all me. everyone Stay who's helping you make it. It's all me. Um, some lovely humans helping yeah, you make it. I had, I had two different post-production assistants on this one, Scott Ludwig and Robert Negretti. And then I think the book is probably going to be designed by Mike Lopez, but we'll see. I don't know. He might be too busy with his record company life yeah he's he's a he's got a job job he's got that job job yeah Yeah. um in fact are you wearing a circus survive shirt yeah mike designed the news did he design that i don't think he designed that shirt but he designed the new circus survive like record cover which uh was like a couple months six months ago or something i don't know we were talking about the other day Mm. Uh, i i I believe it was circus survive You're just com- saying things that are I know, completely yeah, completely wrong. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually designed Pete Holmes. I don't know if you guys know this or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks for. We should say where people can find us. Oh, probably. right. Yeah, yeah. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, my Instagram is ngu n g o u x. My website is nicolegu.com. Um, Twitter is like nicolegu or something like that. Those are the things, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Yeah, my Instagram and Twitter is xDaveBakerX, and my website is heydavebaker.com. Yeah, and uh, come to eBabs. Come Say to hi. eBabs. And also, you can pick up our new book, Fever Coast, on both of our websites. Yes, we both have stores. Hey, hey, hey. Capitalism. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Baker. If you'd like to find more of my comics at zines, you can find them at heydavebaker.com or you can find my webcomic at theactionhospital.com. Find me on Instagram at xdavebakerx, same on Twitter, and uh, come find me on the Facebooks, just Dave Baker. Uh, If you'd like to find the show, it's at milkcomics.com, and it's obviously named, it's pronounced zine.